Welcome to your inner radiance, your new go-to for self-love practices, yoga lifestyle inspiration, and Ayurvedic tips to support you to uncover your inner radiance. radiant being welcome and thank you so much for tuning in to your inner radiance i'm lily if we haven't met before those of you who've been listening or who i know hello welcome back thank you so much i'm sorry it's been a minute since i put out an episode i have been super busy since coming back from costa rica because i have been so inspired being in costa rica is just it's totally my element and I just get to feeling fully my best and get so many ideas. So um, since I've gotten back, I've just been, you know, deep in logistics of creating so many things from festivals and gatherings and trainings to paintings and music and even recording an album and creating song circles, so much stuff. But I really have been wanting to do an episode that gives you a good introduction and foundation for Ayurveda because there are so many things I want to share about what I'm learning in Ayurveda, uh, both from my master's degree program. I'm about halfway through my master's program in Maharshi Ayurveda and integrative medicine, And I've been studying it for 14 years since I was first introduced to it in my first yoga teacher training and was just immediately drawn to it, so fascinated by it, trying to learn as much as I can ever since, so excited to be on my way to becoming a practitioner. I did receive a certificate in Ayurvedic wellness coaching a couple of years ago from Shakti School and that really deepened my grasp and understanding and my own practice and I'm seeing clients now as um, a wellness coach but I really want to use this time on this episode to outline really what the principles of Ayurveda are introduce you to Ayurvedic theories the dosha theory the element theory and give you that foundation so that I can then go on in further episodes to, to you know, go into more specifics about certain conditions, using herbs, food, things like that. And before I do, I really do want to tell you a bit about some of these creations that I have been working on, putting out there, planning some really amazing events. Even if you're not local, some of these honestly, you're going to want to fly out to Colorado for. So give me a moment to tell you about some of these exciting things. Let's start with Sangha Fest. Sangha Fest is a yoga and music festival, as well as community building and wellness of all kinds. I was invited by my friend Vibes to help produce Sangha Fest. And Sangha Fest is going to be such a beautiful gathering, a festival at Tico Time, which is just south of Durango on the Animus River. And Tico Time is just a super fun place on its own. They've diverted the river into a few ponds, and there's all sorts of fun water activities from stand up paddle boards to kayaking to big slides and slip and slides and 
all sorts of fun things to be out there when it's warm, enjoying the water. And then at Sangha Fest, which is May 5th through 8th, it is going to be a festival of gathering community through wellness, yoga, music, and dance. So we'll be having some amazing yoga teachers, including Monica Mesa Dasi and Kia Miller, as well as many local teachers. We'll have some incredible musicians like Govindas and Radha, um, Sean Johnson and the Wild Lotus Band, DJ Drez and his beautiful wife Martinico. These are all people that I play their music in my yoga classes and just enjoy listening to and a bunch more amazing musicians, local and more from farther away. So check that out, sanghafest.org. Let me know how you like the website because that's part of my contribution. And yeah, consider coming. You can use my code Lily, just simple L-I-L-Y for 11% off your ticket. And then I'd also love to tell you about what's most dear and precious to my heart. I, I think I would call it the pinnacle of what I've been creating over the past, I don't know, 12, 15 years as a yoga teacher. It is called the 100 Hour Sacred Feminine Yoga and Ayurveda Immersion. In the training, which will take place over five weekend immersions at the beautiful Deer Hill Expeditions here in Mancus, we'll be learning about the asanas and we'll be learning so much more than that. So we'll be learning pranayama, mantras, chanting, Ayurveda, meditation, philosophy, and really how to incorporate these things into your life in a way that works for you and in a meaningful way that creates daily rituals, helping you learn specifically how to use intelligence sequencing to create your own home yoga practice so that you can do it wherever you are. You don't have to go to yoga classes and even better, you get to structure your home practice in the way that it most serves you, not just your body, but also your emotional body, using Ayurveda to understand your whole self and using your practice as a way to bring the most balance and joy and you know self-love and care that you can so that you can really rise to be your fullest self and really become empowered to show up in the best way you can. So that is the 100-hour Secret Feminine Yoga and Ayurveda Immersion. I'm only taking a handful of people for that. And um, I'm now taking applications via my website, lilyrussoyoga.com. So please look into it and just please feel free to reach out to me directly if you want some more information or just to chat about your questions or concerns about it. I know it's a powerful offering because of the feedback I've gotten from women over the years. Here's one uh, testimonial from a woman who was in this immersion with me a few years ago, Amelia. She said, this immersion was everything I had hoped for. During the immersion, I learned a lot about myself. I discovered unhealed parts of myself patterns in my behavior, self-limitations, fears, and resistances. I also discovered great strengths within myself. These strengths have helped me learn how to get to the other side of fear and how to heal in order to reach my highest potential. I have gained a much higher confidence in all aspects of my life and become more comfortable going outside of my comfort zone. 
I've discovered that perhaps what I fear the most is my own potential in whatever endeavors I may choose to pursue. I have also found a deeper spirituality than has ever resonated with me before. I have developed deeper compassion and understanding, which has allowed me more peace and acceptance. The most transformative part of the immersion has been the regular commitment to myself. I have learned that this self-care allows me to serve others and present myself in a much more meaningful way. Allowing myself space to sit with and face myself wholeheartedly has given me a whole new outlook on how I want to choose my experiences each day. Meditation has been an exceptional tool to find ease and acceptance during self-growth. Yoga has helped me maintain contentedness and joy. My moods and energy levels have become more balanced. Although the immersion has ended, I know that this is really just the beginning of a lifelong journey. So I'm so grateful to Amelia for sharing that. And then I'd also like to tell you about one more event. It's called Wild Heart Women's Gathering. And it is a three-night, three-day gathering this is also at Deer Hill Expeditions, and it takes place on Solstice Weekend, June 17th to 20th. This vision stemmed from a deep longing to connect more deeply to myself, to other women, and to the earth. And so Wild Heart Women's Gathering is a gathering of women sharing skills, sharing wisdom, and being together in joy and celebration I've partnered with my friend Kayla to create and produce it. She's also an incredible chef. And her, along with our friend Bubs Buscelli, another amazing chef, they'll be serving up five incredible gourmet brunches and dinners throughout the weekend. We have a bunch of amazing presenters from this area, from, let's see, Cree Cox, who is sharing menstrual cycle wisdom, Katrina Blair, who will be leading a plant walk. Leslie Hudson, teaching how to make plant medicine from wild harvested plants, making tinctures and creams and oils. Kayla will be facilitating a deep feast, which is an eating meditation, which really connects you more deeply with your food and nourishing yourself and really using all your senses to get the most out of what you are consuming. I'll be leading yoga, of course, and a song circle voice activation. Danny, Danielle Morrissey, this amazing witchy woman who I love, will be leading a session on shadow work, exploring our shadow side. Kristen McCarg, she is a, an amazing yogini and love and dating coach. I've known her for years. She's in the Prana Vinyasa lineage with me. She's an amazing yoga teacher. She'll be teaching Saraswati Shakti and Energy and Magnetism Workshop for Attracting Love. Madalena Sancampiano is this incredible feisty chef and dancer. I've gone to her dance classes and it is something so powerful so much more than you can even imagine what I could even begin to describe right now but she weaves together a unique combination of dance with experimental modalities that connect us to our true desires and help us to move and express our deepest longings and feelings She's going to lead a dance practice on Saturday evening that will help us move into our juicy fullness and explore our ourselves and everything that we that we are and feel. I'm also so excited that Brandy Wade agreed to come and share a secret sound bath 
She is such a special healer. I've gone to her for her energy work and healing before. She uses um, so many instruments as well as her intention and prayers and guidance to lead a beautiful healing sound experience. And my friend Ivy Lau, who leads women's circles and restorative yoga, she is a really grounding force and she'll be leading movement, a restorative practice on Monday morning, as well as integrative reflective journaling. Um, and there's more women that I haven't even mentioned yet, but go to the website. It's at awakenedheart.org to find out more about it and all the details. All right, so without further ado, I want to get on to this episode, which is um, finally here. I should have done it sooner because it's something that is really guiding everything that I'm offering, and it is an introduction to Ayurveda. I am so grateful and excited to be a guide here for you to learn about or learn more about Ayurveda because it is really just the most holistic, integrative form of understanding not just our body and our own physiology, but the entire world. It, it will inform not only how you take care of yourself, what you eat, how you take care of your family. It will inform your relationships, how you interact with, how you understand and have more empathy for other people. It will inform all of your practices. It helps guide you in how to balance yourself and situations and family members. It's really so rich in information. Ayurveda means the science or wisdom of life. It comes from India. It was originated in India and has been developing and evolving for 5,000 years. It's a way of understanding all aspects of a person and the environment and the whole world. So for example, we look at a person and Ayurveda is so much more in depth in the way it understands a person rather than, you know, for example, in typical Western allopathic medicine, a person can go to a doctor and be treated for one specific symptom with one specific medication. And rarely, except now as integrative medicine is progressing and doctors are more and more understanding how important it is to look at the wholeness of a person, rarely is that the case in, in most medicine, most Western medicine. Ayurveda really looks at all aspects of a person, their physical, their mental, emotional, environmental, spiritual aspects, to understand them as a whole being influenced by so many factors. And that's how we can address root causes rather than symptoms of any kind of issue. The, the most important foundational theory to understand about Ayurveda is the elemental theory. It's the understanding that everything on the planet is made up of the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, space. These combine in unique ways to create certain energies. And in people, these are combined in what we call the doshas or your mind-body makeup or your constitution. So the three doshas are each made up of two of the elements. So there's vata, which is made of air and space, pitta, fire and water, 
and kapha, earth and water. Every person, of course, is made up of all of the elements, so they have all three of these doshas in them in various amounts, but usually each of us is dominant in one or sometimes two. Our prakriti, or our true nature, our physical nature, is the natural dosha constitution that we are born with. And this is influenced primarily by genetics and the time and place of conception and birth. So our prakriti, that's our nature, that's what we're born with. Vikriti means the imbalance or the way that factors like our environment, experiences, traumas, everything that affects us creates a different balance in us than what we were born with. And this different balance or our current dosha makeup is called our vikriti. So we have prakriti, our nature, and vikriti, our our change or our imbalance and this can be a long-term shift in who we are as a person and it can be a short-term imbalance so in ayurveda that understanding of the individual constitution or the individual's dosha is very primary in understanding what's going on with that person and how to help keep them in balance, how to keep them maintaining health or to treat their symptoms or imbalances. We first seek to understand who they are at their core. So there are so many other elements of foundations of Ayurveda that I plan to talk about in future episodes like food, how we eat, what we eat, herbs, the incredible healing power of plants, routine, dinacharya, and how we can keep our digestion in optimal alignment. But for today, what I think is the most exciting to begin with and what I wanna share is more about each of the doshas because everybody wants to know what their dosha is and it's fun to learn about. So I'm just gonna start and tell you a bit about each of the doshas. Vata, Vata is the first dosha, Vata, is the energy of movement. We see vata in the elements air and ether. And throughout our world and things that move and the space that they move through, wind, our legs, vehicles, airplanes, thoughts, currents of electricity, and even our digestive tract as it moves food from one end to the other. Like the wind, vata is unpredictable, changeable, and it fills up spaces. Also, like air, vata tends to be dry, cool, and unstable. So the season autumn is characterized primarily by vata qualities, at least in northern climates, as the leaves are changing colors, the winds are blowing, and the air tends to be dry and cool. As the leaves fall, leaving the trees bare, and the growing season ends with the harvest, we also notice that spacious quality of clarity and lightness, like the ether element. In humans, the vata dosha governs all that moves in our bodies, so our physical movement, the movement of thoughts and ideas, the movement of food, oxygen, our blood, lymph, all those things. So 
everyone has some vata and of course all of the doshas because we're all made of all five elements but as i said most people have one that predominates and sometimes two people who have vata as their predominating dosha tend to be creative filled with ideas also unpredictable and moving from one thing to the next they tend to have light, thin bodies with visible joints and a tendency to be in constant motion. Vata people in balance are enthusiastic, kind, energetic, artistic, but imbalanced vata energy in anyone can lead to problems such as irregular digestion with a tendency of gas, bloating, constipation, and things like difficulty focusing and difficulty sleeping or staying asleep, anxiety, worry, depression. So you'll see that each of the doshas kind of has their, their good side, their balanced side, and then their negative or shadow side or when it's imbalanced. So I'm going to name some things and you can just kind of mentally check them off in your mind. So imagine these things as applying to you in the long term, not just in recent times, like not just the last few months or a few weeks, but over a long term. Do you tend to be on the thinner side? Your joints are visible and the bones are slightly protruding and tend to crack or pop. You have long, agile fingers. You tend to get cold more often than hot. You love to engage in creative pursuits such as fine art, crafts, writing, music, photography. You have more ideas come into your mind than time to get to all of them. You are intuitive and desire a deep spiritual practice. You are not great at saving money. You are usually a light sleeper. When stressed, you tend towards anxiety, fear, insomnia, and or depression. You are drawn to sweet, salty, crunchy foods, especially when you're out of balance. When out of balance, you also tend to get dark circles under your eyes. When your digestion is off, you tend towards gas, constipation, and or bloating. You tend to worry more than is necessary. You don't sweat very much. You are called to be a healer, writer, or artist to share your creative and intuitive gifts. If you are a woman who menstruates, you tend towards an irregular or light moon cycle. You tend to learn things quickly, but also forget quickly. You prefer warm, humid environments to cold, dry places. You can be an enthusiastic leader, but you also love to work together with people. Your skin tends to be dry. You tend to multitask, but also tend to get distracted. So if a lot of those things applied to you, you probably have a lot of vata in you. And if not so many, then it's probably one of your less predominant doshas. I resonate with pretty much all of those. <laughs> I am a very Vata person. And I also have some Pitta. So let's move on to Pitta, which is the next dosha. Pitta is the energy of transformation. 
It is the combination of the fire element with a little bit of water to balance. Like fire, pitta is hot, sharp, pointed, light, intense, and moving. And like water, pitta is unctuous, flowing, and kind of oily. Pitta energy is the energy of the sun, the heat and vibrancy of the middle of the day, of the summertime. It is the energy that transforms things like the fire from one form to the next. In our body, pitta is our metabolism, transforming our food into nutrients and waste. It is also the energy of cell transformation and the energy that gives color to our skin, eyes, and hair. Pitta-predominant people tend to be goal-oriented and detail-oriented. In balance, they are great leaders, managers, and organizers. Out of balance, they can get manipulative, micromanaging, and controlling. They tend to have fiery tempers and intense emotions. They tend to love fiercely and be protective of those they love as well as of their ideas and their pride. Pittas naturally have lean, muscular bodies, ruddy skin, maybe rosy cheeks or freckles, and light or reddish hair. They usually have strong appetites and strong digestion, but when out of balance, they can tend towards diarrhea, heartburn, acid reflux, and difficulty keeping on weight. When the fire is too strong, pittas get irritable, angry, and inflamed, which can lead to physical conditions like irritable bowel syndrome. So I'm going to read off a list of tendencies. Just mentally note if they apply to you again in the long term, not just in recent times. So you are lean and muscular without even having to lift weights or go to the gym. You have light brown, blonde, or reddish hair. You tend to burn or overheat somewhat easily in the sun. You have freckles or moles. You have light-colored, sensitive eyes. You have a lot of energy, but if you don't pace yourself, you crash. You are a natural-born leader and usually think your way is the best way. You can eat a lot more than other people. When out of balance, you tend towards diarrhea, heartburn, or acid reflux. Your face has handsome, sharp angles at your jaw, nose, and or cheekbones. You tend towards sweating and or body odor. You are sometimes called intense or intimidating. You love to challenge yourself physically and mentally. You are prone to acne or rashes. You tend to have intense dreams, sometimes with violent elements like chasing and fighting. You enjoy making money and spending money on nice things. You are fiercely devoted to and protective of the people you love. Your mind is sharp and it's easy to focus. If you are a woman who menstruates, your cycle is usually regular and medium flow. You tend to crave spicy, salty, or sour foods, especially when out of balance. Skipping a meal usually leaves you feeling irritable or let's say hangry. You have a discerning mind and an eye for details. So if a lot of those things were like, oh yeah, that's me, then you have a lot of pitta in you. 
All right, let's move on to the third one, kapha. This is the one I have least of and I wish to have more of. And I love having people in my life who are kapha as a balance to my vata, pitta. Kapha is the energy of structure and lubrication. It's composed of the elements earth and water. It's the foundation and structure of everything in our physical world. And it provides lubrication for things to move and flow. Kapha qualities are heavy, dense, stable, cool, and wet, like winter time when it snows, and spring when everything is wet and blooming. Kapha is dependable, fortifying, and strong like our abundant Mother Earth. And like water, Kapha is cool, oily, and wet, keeping things from drying out and becoming brittle. Kapha predominant people tend to be strong, big boned, reliable, and emotionally stable. They are the people in our lives we can trust to take care of things in the background and do what they say they will do. Kapha people are loving, affectionate, and kind, though when out of balance, they can become dependent, depressed, and overly attached to people and things. Kaffas love routine, they love to sleep, they love to be at home. They can get stubborn and stuck in their ways because they don't like to have to change much or try many new things. They love food but can easily gain too much weight and have trouble losing it. Kaffas are generally calm, content, and easily go with the flow as long as it doesn't put them out of their comfort zone. All right, so now listen to these tendencies of kapha people and just keep kind of a rolling tab of how many. If you feel like a lot of them apply to you, you are going to have a good amount of kapha in you. Lucky you. So you tend to be big boned and strong, easily putting on muscle if you try. You tend to gain weight easily and have trouble losing it. Your joints are well covered, not protruding. You have large, luxurious eyes that have often been called beautiful. You are dependable and have been called someone's rock. I think of my dad. You love to eat consistently. Though your appetite is not ravenous, your eyes are often bigger than your stomach. If you are a woman who menstruates, your cycle tends to be heavy and or long-lasting. You don't tend to show your emotions that much, but you feel a lot. It's pretty natural for you to stick to a routine, but difficult to change it. Your digestion moves slowly, your metabolism is slow, and so you tend to feel heavy or tired after eating. You are good at saving money. You generally sleep long and deeply and do not like to wake up early. Your voice is slow, soft, and sweet. Although it might take a lot to get you moving, once you are working on something, your energy lasts a long time. You tend to sweat a lot when exerting yourself, but don't tend towards pungent body odor. Your skin is slightly oily, smooth, and soft. Your hair is thick, luxurious, curly, or wavy. You have large, strong teeth. You love deeply but can tend to get attached or codependent. Your stools tend to be thick, large, and smooth. Yep, talking about poop. It's a big topic in Ayurveda. <laughs> Probably have a whole other 
podcast episode devoted to that sometime, but not yet. All right, you're more likely to get cold than hot. You prefer warm, dry climates over humid or cold ones. You are generous, kind, and generally content, but contend towards depression when out of balance. So just remember, everybody has all the elements, and therefore you have all of the doshas. So you're going to probably resonate with a little bit from each one. But most people tend to have more of one or two. And so the ones that you are predominant in are called your prakriti, meaning nature. So my prakriti is vata pitta. So just think about which of those three or which two of those three you resonated more with. You were saying more yeses to those tendencies and that's likely to be your dosha. Uh, and of course, you know, it's sometimes difficult to recognize things in ourselves. It is very helpful to actually have an Ayurvedic intake consultation with somebody to help really understand your unique prakriti. Um, I am taking new clients as an Ayurvedic wellness coach, so reach out to me if you'd like to have the session, ideally in person, but it's also possible to do virtually. And you can find out more on my website, lilyrusoyoga.com, L-I-L-Y-R-U-S-S-O-Yoga.com. So that's it for today. I have so much more to share about Ayurveda, but I wanted to give you that introduction and foundation and please stay tuned for so many more episodes coming up about Ayurveda so that you can learn about India's ancient holistic healthcare system and this incredible wisdom of life, this way to understand ourselves and the world around us and to really use nature and natural principles to bring about our greatest balance to help enliven our inner intelligence to help us show up as our most fully whole healed self-realized person that we can be thank you so much for listening please leave a comment subscribe uh, leave a review if you're enjoying this please message me email me be in touch find me on instagram yoga.art.lilyrusso i have a a new course up embody your sacred sensuality a five-day self-paced online video course that i filmed in beautiful costa rica when i was super inspired and definitely living my best life so check that out on my website and again have a wonderful day please stay in touch and come back for more and i truly wish you inner radiance today